Holy Gospel this day, recorded in Matthew chapter 22. Again, Jesus used stories as illustrations when he spoke to them. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who planned a wedding for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the wedding, but they refused to come. He sent other servants to tell the people who had been invited, I've prepared a dinner. My bulls and fattened calves have been butchered. Everything is ready. Come to the wedding. But they paid no attention and went away. Some went to work in their, in their own fields and others went to their businesses. The rest grabbed the king's servants, mistreated them, and then killed them. The king became angry sent his soldiers, killed those murderers, and burned their city. Then the king said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but those who were invited don't deserve the honor. Go where the roads leave the city, invite everyone you find to the wedding. The servants went into the streets and brought in all the good people and all the evil people they found. The wedding hall was filled with guests. When the king came to see the guests, he saw a person who was not dressed in the wedding clothes provided for the guests. He said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without proper wedding clothes? The man had nothing to say. Then the king told his servants, Tie his hands and feet and throw him outside into darkness. People will cry and be in extreme pain there, for many are invited, but few of those are chosen to stay. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, to you, Lord Grace and peace to you from God our Father, from His Son our Savior. Even the Lord Jesus Christ. My friends, the text for today is also found in your bulletin. I'd like you to turn there. It's the 23rd Psalm, in contrast to the one that's listed. You have it there in print, I believe. And for one of the few times in your life, I'd ask you to read the text with me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So far our text has granted to us by our Lord. 
the title for this message, which also didn't make it into the bulletin today, is a creedal statement. It's a different way, I believe, for us to take a look at a song that is quite familiar. Credo, interesting word, but not totally unfamiliar. You speak a creed regularly in a worship service. It's a statement of what you believe. And so I'm suggesting to you the 23rd Psalm today as an expression of what you believe. The Lord is my shepherd. Why? Well, because he shepherds me. And by the way, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Why? Because he takes care of me. He uses the gifts of family and neighbors and acquaintances to do the job to take care of me. Sometimes a pastor even gets involved, or a teacher, or a neighbor. Yes, he takes care of me. Why? Well, he is my good shepherd. A part of the process, he says, is that he makes me to lie down in green pastures. My physical needs are supplied, and more. He privileged me literally to be his own. He who gave me life made me. He is my shepherd. I am his sheep. Not just in pastures, by the way, but in green pastures. Yes, the Lord is my shepherd. He, he leads me beside quiet waters. With the firmness of a loving father, he clarifies my need for the forgiveness of my sins. And then, and then he restores my soul. Thus he leads me beside quiet waters. It's sort of like we need the encouragement, be still my soul. The shepherding waters of your life are to be quiet, calm, soothing. My shepherd refreshes me. He strengthens. He renews my faith with the clear, cool refreshment of his precious word and holy sacrament. Captured in darkness and light imagery, our life's journey is pictured for us in the fourth chapter of the Proverbs. Hear these two verses. First, the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. The very first time I looked at that text, I thought of, uh, oh, none of you have this experience, I suspect. But this is singular to me, I'm sure. You get up in the middle of the night and you have need to go somewhere in the house, huh? And there is no light. And you find your way through something that is totally familiar to you. 
only you don't. That's right, deep darkness. That's the image that came into my mind, hitting my shins, tripping, almost falling, maybe even falling, as you make your way without light. That's what darkness is like for our life. And that's what the author of Proverbs is giving to us. The path of the righteous, he says, on the other hand, in the second verse from Proverbs 4, the, the path of the righteous. Oh, okay, so it's going to be different. Because after all, you are righteous, every one of you, by the grace and mercy of God delivered in Jesus, the good shepherd. Yes, righteous. He is righteous like the first gleam of dawn. <laughs> and sure enough, the Lord provided again this morning. I'm sitting there in the dark, thinking about you people, thinking about the privilege I will have in a few hours to bring to you this message about the Good Shepherd. And slowly but surely over my shoulder, the light begins to dawn. Yeah, dawn, get that? Oh yeah, it begins to create a dawn. Slowly but surely, the light comes on. And I thought of this verse, the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. And here we have it, beautiful. What a gorgeous day, again, delivered by our Lord to us who deserve nothing but receive so much. In contrast to the darkness of the wicked, God's word here pictures the path of the righteous. It's not necessarily because you're such good people. No, but you are righteous. As the gleam of dawn growing into the bright, the full light of the day, so is your life as it, as it is led by the good shepherd, as it is provided by him, the one who cares for you, who loves you, beyond all understanding and beyond any deserving. The psalm, the psalmist teaches us of our shepherding, our guiding Lord, that he leads us in paths of righteousness. Why? What's the next phrase, remember? For his name's sake. Yes, because of the goodness of his heart, because of the love he provides to you and to me, as his people, as his sheep, our good shepherd delivers, de delivers life and meaning and purpose. Well, I'm able to walk some of the road of righteousness. Sure, that's true. You are. So am I. But it's not because of our goodness or our ability, but because of his mercy, because of his righteousness given to us in the Lord Jesus Christ. I know, I know my sinfulness. You don't even have to talk to Luann, my wife. You don't have to, because I admit it. A life that's filled with it. Awful, ugly stuff, certainly. But because, because he cares for me. Creedal statement, because he cares for me. He restores my soul. He makes me righteous in Christ. With the result that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I will fear no evil. Oh, I know. When I look into the mirror of the law, I know what my life looks like. It's ugly and it breaks the mirror. But because of God's grace and mercy, because he is my good shepherd, I will fear no evil. If I had to depend on myself here, folks, you get the picture. I need not fear, for you, Lord, are my shepherd. You are with me, tending to my care with your rod and your staff. By the way, the shepherd's tool to guide and direct the sheep. Yes, sometimes you have a tendency to think that it's just a punishment kind of rod. It's not. Oh, it's there when it needs to be. That's what law does. But it's really the shepherd's tool to guide, to protect the sheep. And so the Lord uses his rod to protect me, comforting me, even soothing my heart and life with loving guidance and direction. You are my shepherd. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. In Christ Jesus, dear Lord, you supply me with forgiveness when I am guilty. In Christ Jesus, dear Lord, you supply me with courage when I am fearful. Reassurance when I am worried. You supply me with love when I am alone. In Christ Jesus, dear Lord, you supply me with peace when I am distressed. You supply me with joy when I am unhappy. In Christ Jesus, you anoint my head with oil. You welcome me to your feast of blessings with open arms. That's what happened in the gospel, right? With open arms, come to the wedding feast. In Christ Jesus, my cup literally overflows. You have given to me more than a full measure of blessings and joy, spiritual, emotional, physical, relational blessings at every turn and in abundance. Yes, the Lord is my shepherd. And because he is, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. The greatest possession, the grace of my God in Jesus Christ is mine for body and soul at every turn, in every way, here in time. And because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall dwell in his house, the house of the Lord, forever. My home of everlasting glory is waiting for me. In fact, it is already mine through faith in my Lord Jesus. You've heard my creedal statement based on the 23rd Psalm. May it be your creedal statement based on the 23rd Psalm sealed to you and to me by the Gospel of John, chapter 8, 
When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And in John chapter 11, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. And God's people said, 